Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 26th day of March. Enjoy your Lord's Day. Be with the community of believers if you can, and enjoy our, your time together talking about Jesus. Speaking of Jesus, we're going to move on in deeper into this fifth chapter. In fact, we're, we're getting very close to finishing this fifth chapter, uh, where Jesus has had multiple encounters, one with the Gadarene demoniac, then with Jairus, who says, come to my house and heal my daughter, and then with the woman with the issue of blood while on the way to Jairus's house. We have arrived at Jairus's house. Jesus has taken in Peter, James, and John. There's a tumult and loud wailing, and Jesus asks the question that closed our podcast yesterday. We open it today with verse 39. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And The great question here is, of course, is she dead or is she sleeping? Well, Jesus says she's not dead. She's asleep. We are under no persuasion, using the Greek, however, that she's not dead. So Jesus views her, quote-unquote, death differently than we view her death. That seems to be the indication because... He says the same thing about Lazarus, that he's just, well, he's been dead four days. And so when we get to the English, sometimes we have a difference in the way we see a word and the way the word is in the Greek. Paul will often say those who sleep, but the word is the same as using it for dead. So however we look at it, dead, asleep, let's look at it the way Jesus looked at it that even though in the eyes of everyone else she's gone, she's not gone for purposes of Christ. So I guess the best way to say it is death doesn't have the final word. Jesus has the final word. I like to hope that for people who die now, to say death didn't have the final word for him or her. There's more to be said. I can't say it. Perhaps not even the person that died has anything left to say about it. We put it in the hands of Jesus. Death doesn't have the final word, and that's part of the hope of Christianity, is that death doesn't have the final word because of the the promise of the resurrection. But they mocked Jesus. Verse 40, they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. So, The crowd mocks Jesus for his statement that she's not dead but asleep. So he definitely makes it sound like she's not died, she's only asleep, and everyone thinks he means she's just snoozing, just snoring. And they ridicule him. Notice that ridicule doesn't stop Jesus from doing what he come to do. However, he does remove them from the room, which tells me, Either one of two things, or it tells me both things at the same time. I realize that that could be the case. It tells me either or, that he wants to put the ridicule outside of the room before he performs the miracle, perhaps due to the fact that the ridicule, maybe it causes mom and dad not to believe. Maybe it makes the environment of the healing difficult. We do know that there are moments where Because of unbelief, Jesus leaves a place and doesn't perform any miracles. And we know he has the power to perform miracles without people believing. He raises the dead. The dead person doesn't believe. So the person believing is not an absolute prerequisite for Jesus to move. 
But it does seem that there are moments where he is reluctant to move in the presence of this kind of ridicule. The, the other thing, and again, realizing they could both be true at the same time, is it seems to me that Jesus will clear the room because it's not that important to him to do things for popularity or fame. It doesn't seem that he cares so much about whether or not everyone can run out and say good things about him. Because think about it. If he leaves the room full of people and then performs the miracle, now that's a lot of people that can go out of that room and really boast on what they saw. This would be great for his ministry. This would be great for product sales. Can you imagine how much he can accomplish if he does this miracle in front of the people? But we see Jesus doing things like this time and again. So I don't think it's merely that he removes them because of their lack of faith, but also to really set the environment that he wants to perform this healing in. And he goes in to where the child was lying, and he took the child by the hand in verse 41, and he said to her, Talitha kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Now, Talitha kumi is Aramaic, and Aramaic was the popular language. You, you might even say the street language of everyone in that day, even Jesus, he uses Aramaic from the cross, Eloi, Eloi, Lamach, Sabathani. Um, that Aramaic was the language spoken throughout Palestine. And I know this is hard for us to comprehend. Hebrew people probably weren't speaking a lot of Hebrew. It's, it's not that they didn't have Hebrew terminology or didn't know to say Hebrew words, but it wasn't the language of common communication because Aramaic allowed multiple cultures to communicate across culture. And where you had sort of headier Romans speaking Latin, you had people on the street speaking Aramaic. Mark does this, and he does it more than once. He does it here. He does it back in chapter 3. He'll do it again in chapter 7, again in 10, again in 14. And it seems like he might be doing it in order to to speak to an audience that was uh, perhaps not that familiar with Greek um, and perhaps to speak to an audience that he knew spoke and read largely Aramaic. Um, Mark's the one gospel that does this. I don't. It could have to do with Mark being first, the fact that Mark writes his gospel before everyone else. Maybe that puts him closer to the events. Maybe he felt like the Jesus he's presenting needs to be presented as he was in the flesh and as he was in the flesh is probably speaking Aramaic. I think most likely Jesus speaks Aramaic all of the time in his day-to-day walk because that's the language spoken most often by the people. Um. I want to finish this tomorrow. There's two more verses. There's an immediately coming up. There's an amazement coming up. And there's a reference to the 12 years coming up. Uh, And not to overkill, but she's also told to get something to eat. And I think there's something there. And I'd like to have at least a podcast to explore it before we start to roll into chapter 6. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.